<clears throat> yeah, I loved your edit. Oh, so now it's recording. <laughs> good start. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's been really good with Danny, having him in town. Fuck yeah. He's always down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has school from 12, usually. Yeah. Then now I'm in the podcast. <laughs> okay, I'll loosen up in a bit. Um, <clears throat> no, it's really good having him in town. Otherwise, if I'm not filming, I don't feel motivated to really skate. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> I'm a camera yeah. skater. Yeah. <laughs> Filming is just so much fun. Yeah. Just like making it, creating an edit or something, or just yeah. the hope um, that you're going to create something, even yeah. though, like, even if you film it and it's just going to be stored somewhere, the potential of it actually being useful. Becoming something. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. Otherwise, you feel. I don't know. Like, it's weird. Yeah, it's like, it's weird filming with people when you don't really believe that it, it's yeah. gonna, they're gonna do anything with it. Yeah, it's nice to film with like Danny mm -hmm. is so like motivated and he loves to put stuff together. Yeah, so it's it's fun to film with him. That's true. It's fun to film with Joey. <laughs> yeah, Joey's it's amazing, but Danny's yeah. Danny's really good. He's young. Yeah. He's a really good skater. He's really good. Um, really good filmer. Yeah. And that really came through in, in that edit. Yeah. We're talking about an edit that no, nobody's seen, but yeah. I got a sneak might be sneak peek. Oh, yeah? It might be out by the time this podcast is out. Yeah. You you edited the one that I saw? Yeah. It was a private <clears throat> link that... Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm special. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been like... I watched it like eight times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I watched it more. It's good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, just, if you have a good cameraman, um, it wasn't a lot of work. It just, a few days, usually would go, maybe I'll get three clips a day. Yeah. So, it was really quick. Probably, <clears throat> the stuff we used in this edit is maybe three days of filming. You... But, you were wearing the same outfit, I think, the whole, yeah. the whole time. All three edits. For two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have many clothes to choose from. <laughs> did, you, did you wash in between yeah. the edits? Maybe once or twice. It's been so cold that I'm not sweating. Yeah, you don't sweat, yeah. And I haven't been falling too much because I'm not doing tricks like grinding down rails too much. Yeah, <clears throat> the stuff you were doing, like, yeah more novice rollerbladers would, would take some falls doing what you were doing. I guess I was like stumbling. I wouldn't say like falling. Right, yeah. You know, when you... Just like not getting it. <clears throat> right. Not scraping off the pants and things like that. When you've been blading as long as you have, you don't really fall too much. I just think it's a different style of skating. Yeah. Like yeah. you can choose to do more impact-oriented tricks where you might... Kind of fall like, and eat it, eat it. <laughs> yeah, but with but this yeah, type, yeah, that that one like the the thing you were telling me about the fast or the plant, the gap to plant to sole. Yeah, that was pretty. I mean, you sold like that's a pretty hefty rail. It's a legit yeah rail. But like for you, I guess it's not. I guess I haven't done rails in a long time. Yeah, and the skate is not doesn't have a proper sole plate, so I'm sliding on the carbon fiber. Right, I meant to ask <coughs> you about that. Um, but there's plenty of room in the front 
Is it almost like a like a tarmac, like an old school? No, because it's flat. What, so it's what, just, you mean the soul? Yeah, it's UFS. Yeah, yeah. So in a sense of, yeah, it's really small in the back and pretty big in the front. It's bigger in the front than the old TRS or the yeah. M12s. But you're skating it. <laughs> You're skating the CJ boot without the sole plane. Which is its own skate, the SX. Right. That's what the the ad is for. Yeah. It does does it not have the CJ signature on it? No. But it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's the same skate in black. Minus the uh, signature. Minus the signature and no sole plate. Yeah. And uh UFS eighty millimeter frame and eighty millimeter wheels. They look good. Mm -hmm. They look good. Yeah. I was trying to figure out whether it's just you that's good or if the skate's like actually. I guess we, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or that, Danny is just really good. Or Danny. Yeah. A combination of all those things probably. But that one thing where you rolled, there was like a, a brick quarter yeah. on the street. Yeah. And I, I know because I've been there, it's pretty shitty payment. Like if you were skating that in aggressives, yeah. it would feel like shit. We like tried really big it. bricks. Yeah. But it, it looked so smooth when you did it. That that was one of the things that really sold me on it. Was it was just like you were just flying like just like gliding over mm -hmm. those bricks. Yeah, it's it's a carbon fiber thing. It's I think carbon it, like the, it like, almost bounces you off things. Because really? the skate is so rigid and responsive, if you think about it. Yeah. If you have a plastic skate and you roll over shitty stuff, it does absorb the shock well, but it doesn't, uh, so it's absorbed the shock, which means you kind of get more, the, it absorbs the shock and you lose energy. Right. Versus a carbon skate, which is so stiff, it almost like a little bump will bounce you off it. Right, it's like you don't lose any energy. Exactly, it just a very quick like store storage of energy and release of energy with like minimal loss in between. So as soon as you land on something with a lot of force, because the boot doesn't flex as much, you can yeah. spring out right away. Right. Which is there's one trick in the edit, um like the three sixty I guess one foot. Yeah. To gap one eighty. Yeah. So th this was actually a super hard trick. Probably like the hardest one to do. It doesn't look like it in the edit. No, no, no. I that I yeah that that is. You really skated hard. the spot. I know the spot. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted was to actually thinking do, about that trick today. Yeah, I wanted to do one foot to one foot. So like three sixty one foot and then jump over to one foot on the other one. Fuck. But the way the way that you're describing the skate sounds really appealing to me. It's, it's a good skate. Because that that was something that I always loved about shadows was that they were they felt really responsive mm -hmm. compared to other skates. So when you talk about energy transfer and responsiveness, and the way the skates look in that edit, mm -hmm. it seems like a really nice, a really. It's really important to me that a skate like feels powerful. It feels really powerful. That's the best way to describe yeah. the skate. It's so so like it, it just like it makes you piece. want to just like jump yeah. and and move your feet really fast because you're you're so confident that, that the skates are gonna react the way that you want them to. Yeah, it's a I guess it's the most connected I ever felt with a skate. 
like it was an extension of me. But uh, with, with enough support and padding of an aggressive skate that I felt comfortable in. Right. Because usually the skates that wrap around your foot really well and they're extremely like, uh, I guess, comfortable and close and precise. There could be uh, some comfort issues. Well, there could be some support issues, I find. Like if you get into like a carbon fiber speed skate, which is really tight with very little padding, like the carbon fours or three, like USD carbons. Yeah. Um, yeah, they should, they're a little bit lower, so I find like it doesn't give me that enough support. You know, if you jump enough a high point, like, say it's like a eight feet, and you just want to jump in your shoes, yeah, it probably would hurt more on your shoes than it would on your skates in terms of impact, impact, and how you're used to landing and absorbing the shock. Um, sorry, going on, mm -hmm. on a story. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I feel safe with aggressive skates to do a bigger gap. Do you find it the same? Yes. Thing? Like if you have to jump, someone is running after you and you have to jump off a roof into grass, you'd rather jump with a skate because it gives you like, it's almost like a cast. It does protect your ankle from twisting. In skateboarding, you twist your ankle all the time. But in skating, you don't because it's more secure. It's less common. Yeah. Yeah, so... When I never had a skate that gives me that confidence of not breaking my ankle, yeah, like feeling very secure, and at the same time feeling like it's connected to my body. There's no, um, it's not like a bulky giant skate. Is it like, <clears throat> is it an issue of restrictiveness? Like, is it not? Is it? Does it feel protective but allow? you to move or are you talking about the restrictive negative aspect of some skates no I guess I'm saying any skate in the past that gave me the, like, the right support had a lot of padding in it right and it was really bulky and high cuffs and and because of all that padding and the support and it wasn't as quick and responsive because it wasn't okay. Yeah, it wasn't close to my foot. Yeah. So, for example, in razors or whatever, there's shock absorbers, you know, like jog liner, a lot of like padding, and you feel confident to do a big jump. Exactly. But you lose some some responsiveness for the quick footed type type stuff. Exactly. That's right. in, in a plastic shell with a removable liner. Yeah. So those skates. Um, the liner is built in, oh, so, it's, so it's exactly like the carbon, like the USD carbon or the adapt. So this way, the shell is individually sized, so it's a much more precise fit for that liner. Well, because the liner is built to the shell, yeah. Versus the plastic boots, you know, there's a shell that's designed for two different sizes, and then the liner has padding in it, and there's some movement. Um, so that's you can that's, always you can always feel the difference when the liner is a part of the boot mm -hmm. and when and then also the liner must be designed specifically to fit in that boot well in in the carbon boots they build it around the boot so it's not like they make a boot and then figure out 
they just glue it into the thing, like right. layers and layers, and then it's one piece. Um, yeah, I really like them. The really exciting. Yeah, so there's, it's not all good. Obviously, every skate has its pluses and minuses. So, the negative parts of the skate, any carbon fiber skate, <clears throat> even this one, uh, for anything like stair bashes. Um, I would say a lot of the stuff that we skated in big wheels. Yeah. The skates that we had were the right skates for that style of skating. Interesting. Because there was a lot more impact, a lot of stairs, a lot of vibration that those skates would still do well. Um, but they, it wouldn't feel as nice. Yeah. It wouldn't have the same flow. Because with the skates that we have, like the far with the intuition liners we get that like really close fit because of the thin liner but we still have like some forgiveness from the plastic boot and like a softer feeling exactly so when you do a stair bash you almost like morph with the like stairs yeah instead of like bouncing off them right uh, you're more connected to the ground with the plastic skate and with the carbon you're like floating over top and that's I guess the feeling that you got when you saw me rolling over certain things yeah you're you're not actually you're almost like not in contact with the ground <laughs> you're like bouncing and so the ones you were skating are they flat they're flat yeah yeah so I think that the and that's another thing maybe I don't know they maybe want to experiment with rock grid but I kind of like them like this. They're really stable. Right. So um, there's the frame that comes with them, what kind of a... F is it? It's the the Seba Deluxe frame, which yeah. is the same thing that you have. So they have three frames. The X frame. Um, they're all one solid piece of metal. Yeah. But the basic one like comes on there. Like a sword. Like a sword. But there's different levels of swords. Yeah. So the, the Deluxe frame is like the Excalibur. Is that that's, you know, the the story of the sword. It's an Excalibur. When it pulls it out of the stone. Yeah. I don't really know my sword. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> it's stronger steel. Yeah. On the the lock string. Um, yeah. Stronger. That would be interesting to see, like <clears throat> how they make certain steel frames. Well, it sounds like such an exciting process. It's a. Uh, like different types of metal extrusions, extrusions. Fancy yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. So the the highest level is like the seven thousand aluminum extrusion. I don't know all the details, but the six thousand series is not as rigid or not as dense of a steel. Um, but it's yeah, they just cut it out of a solid block, and I guess it depends how dense this metal is. They cut it out of a solid block. Yeah, so the block steel. So they take a block that's bigger than the actual frame and then they cut it with laser. Jeez. Out of like a block. And yeah. that's what in fitness case the difference between lower end products would be usually made out of two separate pieces. It's a lot cheaper. Right. Um, or plastic would be the cheapest. Yeah. That was the first thing that I really noticed when I tried Seba's was 
how amazing the the steel frame was mm-hmm. compared to a plastic frame. It was it just blew my mind. It yeah. was so fast. Mm-hmm. You notice that it's so much faster and so much more solid. It's not that it's fast. Plastic frames are slow because they absorb a lot of your right. energy. Yeah. So those ones technically you're moving fast, but you're it's, it's like you have a flat tire. Yeah. You're not using the full potential of the bearing and the you know the energy that you have. So do you th- <clears throat> do you think aggressive skates in the future will have aluminum frames? Because I don't see why not. I I think that they could. But okay. there's, the, there's the advantage of aluminum that it's faster, same as carbon fiber. Yeah. That's why it's such a good combo. Um, but then there's the disadvantage. So I still, for aggressive skating, I do want the soft... For my style of aggressive skating, if I'm going to go to a skate park, I'm not going to try to go super fast. I'm going to try to do smaller tricks and just feel, kinda feel them out. Right. That I think that will be where, as I grow up, um, kind of what aggressive skating would be for me, like a very nostalgic feeling of doing grinds and really steezing them out, yeah. not really going too technical or doing anything too scary, skating a nice ledge and doing a sweet back royale or a nice top sole and then... Right, and, and some give is, is, is nice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Some bend, like... like so I can yeah. steeze it out. Steez, yeah, that's a good way to and describe like, like the bend of the, yeah. like a soft kind of skate. A shadow. Plastic, like still really tough to beat a shadow. It is. In terms of feel for aggressive skating. Yeah. Like, yeah, doing grinds or switch ups or just very interesting body movement. And the skate allows you to bend so much further than other skates, like yeah. hyperextend in certain ways. So are you um, are you still gonna skate a, a shadow like this summer or you know whenever for for aggressive type stuff? Uh, maybe yeah I guess if or or sorry are you are I, I do you know. have an aggressive setup? I don't have an aggressive setup really. I had I had one. <laughs> yeah. I had the adapts which I uh, which I really liked for the carbon feel. But it's not something that I got used to from aggressive for, you know, so many years. Yeah. So it just changes how you lean into your tricks. You know, you can't maybe be leaning the same way on the top sole because then the carbon is maybe digging into your foot a little bit. Right. Um, so you have to adjust how you're skating. And yeah, I'm yeah. at a point where I'm not doing enough aggressive skating. Uh, where I see for younger kids, you know, people that have been skating for like five, ten years, and they're not so set in their ways, and they're not so, like for us, it's almost second nature. Yeah, it's hard for an old dog to learn new tricks. Yeah. yeah, but for new guys, they almost develop that style, like the Dustin Werbeski, they really light uh, upper body, and like really powerful legs. And carbon skates work really well with that type of skating. So right. all the skinny new generation of kids, like the the Brian Long, the Nemo style, the brooms, the brooms. Do you know what I mean? Like the even the Brasco kind of. Right. But do you, Do you think that the 
the skates that they grew up skating have mm. something to do with how they're skating now? Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we got good at backslides. Yeah. You know, because that's what we skate in. And in such a weird way. Yeah. Like, it, it, we got good at backslides in a way that just doesn't work anymore in, no. in modern skates. It's, it sucks that the new generation never experienced backslides. It, 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 it does suck, but also we've been kind of, we've been kind of screwed over by skate technology in mm-hmm. a way because it, it's weird to think like, okay, a dude has been skating for like, like 15, 18 years and then someone who's been skating for eight years mm-hmm. is like way better than them. And there's a reason. It's because the dude that's been skating for eight years mm-hmm. wasn't fucked over by such a dramatic difference in the, the technology. Yeah. It's like the the dude that's been skating for 18 years, he learned how to do all the like grinds and stuff on skates that don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's an old dog. So for him, it's not like he's going to like retrain himself. You know, it's like the dude, like the Dustin Rubesti who grew up skating modern skates. Yeah. He's, he didn't develop the bad habits or, I mean, they weren't bad habits. They were just habits of skates that don't, you, can, you don't skate anymore or you can't get. Or, I guess it's like the human, you know? Yeah. We have certain parts in us that have no use anymore. We're like old men that grew up without the internet. Yeah, exactly. and for us to try to like grasp what's going on, we develop skills in other areas. Exactly, which yeah. might come in handy in the future. Oh yeah. So maybe skate technology sure. goes back to this, and then all the young kids are like, "What the hell? Like, how are you guys so good?" Yeah. And I think there, there's still everything, all the skills we develop. That's why mushroom blading or big wheels get so much, um, so much love is because you communicate something that the young generation just can't because they didn't right. develop those skills and it's really hard to pinpoint those skills but they're there and that's why people love it's like a unique skill set that that is almost unexplainable anymore because the technology you don't even know how like where it comes from if you don't understand it the whole like background if you the can't see background. the whole yeah. like and pattern. it's rare it's rare for someone to take that path exactly and that's where and that's what's yeah yeah the fact that you guys are so experimental and you have that really long um you know like all this all those skills that you collected throughout the years and filming editing just knowing how to work together um, and the skates that you skated in your life and the skate park that you grew up in. All those things. So, yeah. And they, yeah, that's what makes your stuff so interesting. Well, yeah, that's like any, any kind of interesting art, I think, comes from just, just an interesting story or a, a unique path. Exactly. That someone took and 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 it was. Um, it didn't make sense along the way, right. but it slowly. Like if you believe in it and you, yeah. and you tough it out, exactly. Then eventually it becomes valuable. Exactly. That experience. Exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, that applies to a lot of things 
in life. That's, that's interesting. So you guys always went with a gut feeling, you know? You weren't very distracted by, you know, corporate involvement. You didn't get shaded by the industry in any way. Like, yes, you did get some free stuff along the way, but it's good because it didn't steer you in a certain direction where right. I feel a lot of skaters our age, like Richie, for example, um, he has a job, like his job is to promote skating in a certain way. Right. And he's very experimental for being in that position, trying the bigger wheels. Um, but he has less freedom to experiment compared to you guys. Yeah, there's more, there's more pressure, I guess, to, to skate a certain way or to produce a certain type of thing mm -hmm. that's like appealing to the market at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, success is a dangerous thing. And, 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 and for some people, yeah, I mean, like, for Richie, it, it, it works because he is able to put a lot of time into what he does, and he's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and for a lot of pro skaters, like, you wouldn't get an Alex Broskow out of our situation. You need that guy to be paid and to not have to work and not have to get a job and to focus like mm -hmm. 100% of his energy into skating to get somebody like that. Um, it's almost like everybody's path is valuable mm -hmm. as long as they just like believe in it and stick to it. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing is like, because life really sucks like mm -hmm. half the time and so to maintain faith in what you're doing is really difficult yeah but you just have to remember that like it is valuable and especially if your situation is shit there can be so much value in that situation if you approach it with a positive attitude or at least yeah approach it with a positive attitude like 10% of the time yeah <laughs> And I think mush like mushroom blading is the perfect example of um, you guys don't have the same time, you know, that a pro skater has, but you still manage with that situation to do the best that you can. Always make shit. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> as long as you always make shit, and I don't know, maybe it's even better. You're, it's more of an escape for you when you do do it. There's a saying just. If you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are so busy with life that when you go skate, you know, bang, bang, like three tricks. It's, it's like, like the busyness like comes yeah. through in the skating. Like it's Richie. Like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's all mental. Like you figure it out. You Things happen between session to session. And then when you're ready to skate, you're ready to get it, get it done. Where... I noticed with Richie, for him, he wants to get one clip in a day. Like, that's a productive day if he gets one clip. Yeah. His clips are pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, that's... Because he has so much time to skate, yeah. um, the standards are a lot higher. So it makes sense if he gets one trick. Because he's not as busy as you are or Joey. Right. Uh, or myself. Like, he's, all he has to do is skating so he can produce 
you know, he can film one trick a day. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's a lot. It's still amazing. It's like, more than we can produce. Exactly. But when or we go skating, either because our standards are low, low, uh, lower, or we always <laughs> film with similar, like, you always film with Joey, or Richie always films with different people. Yeah. It's, imagine how much easier it is when you know your cameraman and you know how it's going to be. Oh, yeah, so much easier. So that's why I think you guys are so much more productive with, not more productive, but you're really productive with what you have to work with and just as productive as someone like Richie, or even though you don't dedicate as much time to it. Well, yeah, it's just, it, it's different. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's advantageous to have someone that you always film with. Mm -hmm. Um, you can be more productive because there isn't that like break in ice breaking time, but then it's, it's less productive in that you get less like, uh, diversity in the, in the visions, mm -hmm. less, opinions. <clears throat> less opinions and less like editors and filmers, like putting their twist on, on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But then you can really f like, it's, it's a different, a different process when you're working with the same person all the time, you can really get shit done. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk outside of the getting shit done mm -hmm. where it's like, what should we do? Like I had an idea, this is this idea. And, and then like, we're constantly texting. Yeah. We enjoy and, and it's like, Oh, we should, we should do this. I'm feeling like we should do this today. And then like a month later, like all winter, that's what it is. It's yeah. just like random ideas. And then by the time summer rolls around, it's like you have this backlog of thoughts mm -hmm. that you've been like generating. And that kind of helps you move. But man, skating is awesome. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm so obsessed. Like I went through a phase where I didn't watch skating mm -hmm. ever. Like I'm trying, like, uh, for a few months, it felt like I wouldn't, I was like not interested in watching it. Mm -hmm. And the last month, like, I feel like, like every morning yeah, I wake up at like seven, like Aubrey wakes me up and I just like play with her and I'll just like put on like skate videos. Yeah. And it's just so fun to, old to watch. Videos? Um, some old videos, a lot of our videos, um, roller news. No, like, I'll just search names like Colin Kelso and, mm. and Broscow. And... Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> too much good stuff. It's almost, there's, I was thinking about, there's so much good stuff that for a lot of pro skaters, when they put stuff out recently, it almost dilutes how good they are. They put out some amazing skating in the past. Yeah. And if you're not putting out anything it's either better than what you did in the past or different. Yeah. If you're putting out another aggressive edit of you doing another solo, yeah, what's the point? Yeah. You just make yourself, you, yeah, you make your skating be really boring. Yeah. And that's how you kind of lose. I think we need, we need to, well, like, pros or, or role players in general, I, like I'm saying this, but I'm such a hypocrite. They need to put out less. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like, 
unless unless they're unless they're doing something new like yeah. unless but the, and that's the thing is it, there's so there's there's so many possibilities like people can be constantly putting out new yeah. stuff there's no point in putting out the same old thing because yeah. the, it, there's so much yeah. good shit out there yeah. there is so much good shit there's no point in like doing a nice topsoil down a ledge anymore Unless unless you enjoy doing it, unless it, you do it with like a ninety millimeter frame or something, and then it looks completely different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As long as you can, there's, there's ways to do it different, but man, it, you got at this point at this at, in twenty, we're heading into twenty fourteen. Mm -hmm. It's like it need we need to like really dedicate time into like some weird new kind of thing, whatever, some idea that's new and novel. And it's not that hard to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if someone did a topsail down a big ledge in a red dress, yeah, that's amazing. Someone should do that. Yeah. Like, but when someone, <laughs> when someone did it, there's no point of doing it again. Well, yeah. No, I mean, unless you really like wearing dresses and doing topsoles down yeah. down ledges, then by all means go do it. Mm -hmm. But like, what's just try to add something new to the soup? Like, yeah, don't film it. If you yeah. really enjoy doing topsoles down the rail with a red dress, if it if it's been seen by everyone before, just don't film it. Just do I, it. I'm not I'm not sure if this is a good example because that would always be pretty <laughs> amazing. Okay, if someone wore a dress and. Someone should make, like, mm -hmm. yeah, someone should make a whole section wearing a dress. Like, if Richie, mm -hmm. that latest edit for his new skate, if he yeah. was wearing a, a dress, the yeah. whole edit, like this bearded guy in a dress doing, like, crazy shit, the it would have gotten, would've like, amazing. so many more views than yeah. it did. <laughs> it would already be, like, six million. Like, yeah. This dude in a dress is insane. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Like mascara dripping from his eyes. But I guess it <laughs> depends what uh, what you're trying to accomplish. If it's just to get a lot of views, yeah. yeah, you can try a bunch of stuff. But I think, yeah, there's just so much to explore within skating with the yeah. equipment that's available now. I guess people don't realize how much the equipment affects your skating. Yeah. It might not... So I think when you wear, if you wear a new pair of shoes, which I've been wearing, I'm wearing those flat shoes, um, and the per after the first week, just the adjustment from walking on a raised heel, like a regular, you know, sporting, running, new balance shoe, uh, adjusting to just walking barefoot, your muscles go through an adjustment period, so they really hurt. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but once you get used to it, you're used to it. So, same with skates. <clears throat> um, when, yeah, like trying new equipment, you gotta realize that it's gonna take time to adjust and it's not gonna be the most comfortable because you're trying to use this new equipment in the same way that you use your old equipment. So it's not gonna work as well because slowly you adapt to your equipment and you skate in that way, like shadows, you can really see a distinct style of people that skate shadows. Yeah. Because when you do royales, they feel so nice. 
So you see a lot of royales from people that skate shadow. On the carbon, the royales don't feel as good, so you don't see as much because it doesn't have the same feel. It's more like quick taps and soul grinds and like soul tricks. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm saying, there's so much equipment available and people like Richie, you know, or Dustin who has be, have been experimenting with bigger wheels and, you know, different setups and whatnot. Um, I think their skating is really evolving from the from being open-minded to different equipment. Oh yeah. And you and I are perfect examples of using the bigger wheels and like not just experimenting. Okay, yeah, there's bigger wheels, but then there's Seba with metal frames. Like just seeing the, the slight differences between the models make a huge... And, and, and what you're saying, like there's <coughs> also a huge problem with pros who mm -hmm. skate for a certain company that in the... Yeah contractually they can only skate one skate they're mm -hmm. not free to really experiment with everything that's available exactly and those are the best people among us yeah <laughs> like if 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 though all of those people were free to experiment with all this stuff and they were encouraged to do so mm -hmm. like man seeing eric bailey skate a pair of sebas could you fucking imagine but, but who knows you know, maybe, maybe a lot of those people do choose to skate those skates for the right reasons. Obviously, yeah. Like, like they're, they're super good skates. in what in what they do, in what <clears> they <throat> skate. Yeah, it, I, I'm sure they experienced enough. I think the, the pros that skate for certain companies skate those skates for, for a good reason. I don't think any pro... There's not enough money in it that pros just wouldn't skate something they're comfortable in. I think they still choose the skate that, if not the best, but at least that offers the same performance as other skates. I'm sure they're happy in them, and and I'm exactly. sure like I'm sure they feel great. Like Eric Bailey skates amazing <clears throat> in balls. I'm sure he loves and he likes them in comparison to other skates that he had in the past. Yeah, but now you know he might have been skating for for them for a long time. He doesn't know what's out there now. So Adopt is making new skates, Seba making new skates, USD is making new skates. Technology is changing. And those a lot of those skaters are not trying it or they think they know, you know, oh I, I've had big wheels and like how many people tell me, Oh yeah, I have power blade frames. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be rude, but yeah. you just you like, have no idea. Yeah, like putting up a power like power blading frame on an aggressive skate. I mean, it can it can feel great, <clears throat> but but don't talk until you know until you try <laughs> yeah this and then you can tell me no I've skated those and I skated those and I feel like they're the same. Yeah. But when people argue with me that the plastic frame feels you know the same as a metal frame, or they don't see the difference, I can't really talk to them. We can. <clears throat> so you've had these conversations. Oh, yeah. And have those people actually tried a, a, a metal frame? No. Once they do try, they're like, all it is, just try. Like, if yeah. you try a good metal frame, and I guess it all depends on the context of like how you try it. If you right. have a... They try a USD carbon with a power blading plastic frame, it would probably be more responsive 
than a shadow with a metal frame. So what I'm saying, maybe you, as long as you try it on the same boot, because one boot could be stiffer or softer than the other. So if you try like plastic or metal on the same skate, you'll feel how much more responsive a metal is. <coughs> we should get the beer. Yeah, yeah. Or okay, wait, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, try, we'll take a break. I have to take a pee. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> so is this a rollerblading store? Yeah, thorough skate shop. So there's a rollerblading store in Boston. Yeah, it's run by uh, Gabe Holm. Uh, Gabe Holm, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's a really good skater from Boston. He's been around for a long time. Um, Does, I, uh, I met him in like 2000 or something yeah. in Montreal. He's really good, Gabe. and He's like the buddies with Jeff Dalnes. They kind of both I remember them always skating together. And did uh, <clears throat> so he has a skate shop in Boston. In Boston, crazy. And does Colin Martin own a shop in Chicago? Uh, I think so. It's think called so. the Pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually met him in Detroit. Nice. Um, yeah, I've spoke. I, I've spoken with him on the phone. Mm -hmm. Colin Martin. It's About interesting. All the. Um, do you remember? There was a tour, uh, a tour video, Jack Be Nimble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was trying to get me to go on that. And I was very serious about going for a short period of time. That was a really good movie. Jack it was, Nimble. yeah. Is that online anywhere? I don't know, but it was really cool. It was cool. When I went yeah. to, because I drove through New Orleans, and I really wanted to find those spots, but... Yeah. They'd probably been fixed up. Probably. Yeah. It was very interesting that they skated New Orleans after the uh, Katrina and all the big <clears throat> broken slabs of cement. Yeah, it was really cool. Sorry. Are you watching something on your phone in no, the middle no. of our podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's Eric's, Eric Bailey doing uh, on Instagram. I've got, I've got like a computer here if you, if you want to watch something. No, it's okay. It's okay. We, can, we can watch whatever you want. I just posted a picture of you to the to Instagram and the clip was there. Damn. How did I look? <clears throat> you look good. Nice. Look at this. It's good composition. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's a nice photo. Yeah. Chilada, Tim Hortons. Yeah. Check out Leon Bassin on, on Instagram. Oh, man. Keep the photo. We're drinking chilada. If you listen to the podcast, like like his uh, like this picture. We'll yeah, see yeah. how many people watch your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen well, this to this this podcast. Probably a lot of people because it's you. Oh, big name, big name. We're gonna get big names on the podcast. Last podcast, I uh, <laughs> I felt like I was just listening. I felt bad because I I felt bad because. I was talking all the time, <laughs> or me and Joey were talking. No, I really enjoyed it because I've, I've been really wanting to listen to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> more than I wanted to record one. I didn't have much to share. Yeah. And I guess I was just really busy with the business and a little overwhelmed at this time of the year. <clears throat> and uh, 
So when you guys texted me, let's do a podcast, I was, yeah, sweet. I'm like, that would be a nice escape. Um, you know, taking my mind off work. Yeah. And then when we started the podcast, I was just kind of still doing work because I just have so much to do. So checking things and whatnot. But and I could listen to a podcast live. Yeah, and, like, and join in when you want. <laughs> exactly. That's what, it, it's nice, the three people. Is, mm-hmm. is really nice. It's a more relaxing kind of podcast because you can kind of chill out a little bit more and, and let the other two whoever kind of feels take like the reins. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, just nice. I felt I felt I felt bad because I I felt like I should talk or say something, yeah. but there wasn't much for me to say. So I just had a VIP <laughs> like front row seat for a podcast yeah it's cool <clears throat> the Skype podcasts are interesting but if, if it was up to me I would only do like person to person podcasts because it's just so much more I think I, I think you can feel it when you're listening to it when two people are in the same room mm-hmm as opposed to like talking over Skype. I mean, you work with what you have, like there's a lot of people that are awesome to talk to and we can only talk over Skype, but it would be great if, like if I had the money, I'd just fly people <coughs> and just come in and talk. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so much better. Or you drive around. Yeah. Tour around and talk tour to people. Around. Oh, you should do it on like a podcast tour. That'd be great. That would be sweet. Yeah, that would be super sweet. You just go schedule me spot to spot. <laughs> well, skating, yeah. <laughs> but just like literally schedule like meetings, podcasts all around North America. Yeah. In the future, that would be really cool for sure. Yeah, I've always wanted to do like a like a skate across Canada video. Like actually skating or driving? Actually skate <clears throat> the whole way. And it's very ambitious. Yeah. And it's really crazy. And that's the great thing about about the idea. It's like... Yeah. It would be like... Okay. Oh. Have you ever seen... There's a really good documentary on this comedian. I think his name is Eddie Izzard. Something like that. Uh, and he he's like this out of shape kind of... Not, not fat, but pretty chubby comedian. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to run across Britain. Mm-hmm. And it's this documentary of this guy <clears throat> running across Britain. And he's this like out of shape dude. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, and Britain is like, what, a ape of yeah. the width of Canada? <laughs> but <clears throat> be on skates. Yeah, I think that... Uh, <laughs> It's something that people can relate to. Yeah. Right. So it could, could make for a really interesting documentary or... It would be really, like, <clears throat> really painful. You can... You'd, like, be suffering and you'd go crazy. And it, it wouldn't be a skate video. It would be, like, a normal, like, documentary. Yeah. But it would have a very interesting background story. Yeah. Of your relation to skating. Totally. Yeah. And you could <clears throat> use all that... Old, whatever old footage exactly you want could be a very very interesting documentary yeah it'd be cool and Canada is a pretty well I was gonna say Canada is beautiful but 
It's yeah. not that great. I mean, BC is pretty beautiful. Well, if you use the highlights, yeah, yeah, you don't have to show you skating. The through. trailer would be really good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just make a highlight. Yeah, you know, five-minute video. Yeah, I made it. <clears throat> and at the end, at Newfoundland, would be Danny Beer mm-hmm. waiting for us. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, Danny Beer is in Vancouver. It's exciting. <clears throat> so, uh, Joey's stag is this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, where, uh, what's the plan? Uh, I think we're going somewhere like up north, northern BC. We'll have to figure, figure out where it is. There's a place <clears throat> that we went to on uh, the Task Around tour. Mm-hmm. We just camped there. It's, uh, I think it's about six, seven hours uh, west of Prince George. Yeah. It's a skate park on a lake with a free campground. So the campground and the skate park are on a lake and it's free. That sounds a lot like what Joey, Joey sent me a photo of this place that he had in mind and it was like skate park right on a lake the, and it looked like there would be a campground like right there and there, there was, was like a pretty spine, nice park like really narrow jump it was um, like a jump like a kicker flat down but really narrow I'm not sure I looked at the photo like quite a while ago it's a small really small skate park but it's kind of like a deep ball with like spine in the center and similar to I think Revelstoke or something like that yeah but yeah, it'll be something like that. At least it'll be like a <coughs> sweet skate park, like camping type deal. Mm-hmm. Joey just got married for that. For the yeah. For the stack. For the stack. For the right reason. <laughs> <laughs> for prove yourself part two. Yeah. Your stack was really good. That was fun. Yeah. Even though it rained like most Still. of the time, but it it turned out really good. Made it even better. Yeah. Yeah, last time I didn't participate in the, in the, um, in the drugs, <laughs> but uh, this time I will. Sweet, yeah, very exciting. Karameas yeah. <laughs> is such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. That that was where we did that stag. Yeah, and it's like, I've mm-hmm. never been to a place that's so like. It's, it's like a bowl, and it's surrounded by these huge, really high mountains. Yeah, it must... That are, like, right there. Yeah. Like, it's very... It would be really weird to be there as an Albertan and be used to, like, flat. Or if you live somewhere that's like flat, Saskatchewan. go to this place, Karameas in BC, and there's a really nice skate park. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And just surrounded by huge mountains. Like, it's such a cool place. Mm-hmm. It has a, like a, its own energy. Yeah. It's very specific. It's not good. It's like a weird mix of, like, kind of dark. It's like, it's super small town. Kind yeah. Of, like, how many people live in Karameas? Like, not a lot of people. But that's kind of the vibe I got. It's a little... It's not a happy place completely. Yeah. It's like a very weird, 
little like eerie. Like it gets really windy at night. Yeah. Because you're between those channels, two mountains. Yeah. So it gets really windy and dark because you're covered by those mountains. It gets dark really early. Yeah. Because the sun goes down. And it's a really small town, and everyone, it's, everyone is old or hippies that pick up, pick fruits. Yeah. So it has an interesting energy. Yeah. Dark, yeah, dark places. Dark places are good. <clears throat> it's like when you have, when, when you have a lot of fun in a really dark place, mm -hmm. it's more fun. Because fun usually isn't had there. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's a certain... There's a spirit there that's like, yeah, like these guys are having fun. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And they get, like... I have this weird thing about elves. Yeah. Like I, I feel like there's elves that get stoked when, when I skate or when, like, when our friends skate and... Like, there's elves in these dark places mm -hmm. that are just waiting for people. Like, that's something that I, that I always feel in skating when you go to, like, a really shitty, like, parkade or really shitty skate spot. You bring life to that. You bring life to that place, and it's like you're, you're really rewarded because there's never life in those places. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, nobody ever goes to this shitty place to have fun. Yeah. So there's this entity there mm -hmm. that is so appreciative yeah. of what you're doing there. Whether it's that the, they like give to you. Whether it's the ground or like the trees around it or whatever. Yeah. They're just feeling your energy and I guess create some chemical reaction in their DNA or whatever and it gives back to you. Yeah. Like I have felt that in shitty places. It's true. It's where like, some of the best sessions are in like shitty parkades and where it's yeah. like the most exciting thing those concrete blocks I've seen in years but you definitely get rewarded totally the shittier the spot is yeah, yeah. like yeah these guys are stoked mm -hmm. <laughs> skating is good that way for getting you out to shitty places yeah so you wouldn't normal. normally it's weird the, the, the types of places that we get excited about. Mm -hmm. It's very unique because people that wouldn't get yeah. excited about going to a place where like there's a bunch of crackheads and yeah. needles everywhere. But to us, it's like this paradise. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like that place is very happy. We're there. Like the, the trees have faces and they... I guess it's like the, the balance, you know? Um, like when we come there, because there's no fun that anyone is having in that area, we kind of like pick up all this like energy. Yeah. That it's like it's all, it's like a reservoir. Yeah, where when you go to a mall, there's just, there's a lot of positive energy, but it's spread so thin between all those people right. that are there to take it. Yeah. But when you go to a spot, that's why nature is so That's like starved. Yeah. For it. Exactly. You go to nature and you're like one for between so many trees and like wildlife that they're kind of excited that you're there too. Right. Mm -hmm. 
It's like there's a certain there's a certain reservoir of energy in in all places. There's like the same potential, I guess, in all places. Yeah. There's the same potential for great fun, in like whether there's concrete there or there is no concrete. For us, we need the concrete to have like that amazing that fun. But yeah. some people might see the forest, you know, if they like climbing trees or doing whatever. Any place is potentially the most exciting place to someone. To someone who can appreciate yeah. what's there. And suck out all this like positive energy yeah. out of this place. And the places that are more starved and never get that. Mm-hmm. When somebody comes along that loves that place. It's, it's like a fat chick. Like, <laughs> not a, like when someone comes along that really appreciates that yeah they're just given so much yeah as opposed to like this hot chick that gets all this attention yeah it's like whatever you hook up and yeah it's all right but you get with this chick that you think is so pretty and so sexy mm-hmm. and but but all the like all the other guys are like yeah she's fat yeah. or she's ugly yeah but you see the beauty in her, mm-hmm. then that chick is gonna give you the fucking night of your life. Yeah, it's true. It's like a shitty skate spot. Not talking from experience. <laughs> I can see this. It makes sense. Yeah. If I was single now, I would definitely go for a fat chick. <laughs> There's a lot of positive energy to oh, be yeah. collecting. A lot of love there. A lot of love. Yeah. Don't be afraid, boys. <laughs> yeah. Cheers for fat chicks. Yeah, cheers. It's like winter here, eh? Yeah, it's crazy. I uh, I haven't skated for months. I feel, like, bad, I feel bad for you. Maybe a couple months. I've been... Yeah, I've been skating quite a bit. Well, nice. not in hours. I guess the way I judge I've been skating a lot is by producing something. Like, yeah. I feel like I skated a lot in the summer just based off mushroom blading or big wheels yeah and now yeah I guess putting out an edit it's yeah it's still like really crazy how little little amount of hours we actually put into big wheels you enjoy put a bit more a little bit more but, but not, still yeah. very minimal yeah like this could have Honestly, could have been wrapped up in a week. The edit you did. No, no. Or big wheels. Big wheels. If, if it was like you a had week of three of us, you know, going on a trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like mushroom blading too. Yeah, for like sure. This type of trip. Yeah. Because yes. all it was is like, the only day we filmed together, or there was two days. But remember how productive Vancouver was. Um, it was productive for you. Um, and maybe, you got, you got maybe for bridge. Joey. I think only... You got the wall ride, 180. Like that hand plant wall ride, which was a sweet clip. Hand plant wall ride. Like you put the hand on this, like, pillar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got, like, a couple clips. Yeah, but then a few hours. Yeah, yeah. So you got this, which was, like, kind of like a line... And then you got that uh, where the stairs where we both did a line there. Did some stuff like right around the stairs, and then I jumped on the rail. 
and get into the stairs. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it was all like really quick. I think you got another clip. On that bank, that under the bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There. You got one clip there, yeah. Yeah. So that's three clips. That's all like pretty productive. And Joey got like three clips or four clips, and I got like three or four. Yeah, yeah. For one day. Yeah, yeah. That's quite a bit. Hmm. It's like a minute. For normal people. That's quite a bit. It's good. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm really excited to film more. i kind yeah. of been... Uh, yeah, I really miss skating and filming. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Just putting stuff out is so yeah. good. I feel like I want to do more short stuff. Like, I can't, I can't see doing the full video right now. I don't, I don't... I think it can be re-edited <clears throat> to a bigger video. I think, like, the idea of not reusing footage is really stupid. I think the way of the future yeah. is really reusing stuff in the right context. In different ways. Yeah. Totally. With social media, and, like, you see a lot of people doing it. But also in edits, you know? Like, you can put stuff out all the time. Yeah. And, like, now I see... For example, we just watched, like, the clip of Eric Bailey. Valo put it on the Instagram. Just one clip from Valo 5, promoting Valo 5. Yeah. Imagine if, like, all the clips from Mushroom Blading or Big Wheels, every day that we film, you can pretty much space out those clips for, like, a year you know, one clip a day, and people would follow your Instagram and see all those clips, but then they would be really enjoying that channel, and yeah. obviously they're going to want to watch the whole video, like, edited properly. Totally. Not on their iPhone. Exactly. So instead of, like, making the video and then reusing the footage for people, just give the footage to people right away. And then by the time you release the video, they forget. All they remember is that this is going to be good stuff that you really like. Yeah. So, yeah, putting out short stuff, I'm all about it. Like, that, that quick SX edit was just one day of skating. I was like, Danny, yeah, let's put something out. I don't care if it's like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. I just, I just want to communicate quicker with people. Yeah. This is a good skate. I want people to see it. I want people to know I'm skating them and enjoying them. It doesn't matter. Um... Like, I hope that there's slowly going to be more trust that, uh, I guess, sorry, how can I explain it properly? Um, that you don't need to put the most amazing edit to tell people that this is a good skate, that they can look at it and say, okay, I know how this guy skates, <clears throat> and I can see how he's using the, this new product. And that's awesome. I think, like you said, from the first like little edit that I made, you didn't need to see me do like hard tricks. You just wanted to like, you kind of like trust me that I can do hard tricks or harder than this edit, but it was enough for you to just see this and you're like, sweet edit. Like, yeah, so, well, sometimes just seeing somebody cruise around and mm -hmm. maneuver can be more telling about the skate than seeing them do like hard, hard tricks. I agree. Like you can, you can get a, a 
more of a sense of how they feel and how they skate just by watching someone just like I agree roll around uh, I guess what I'm saying is like the way marketing is working in skating right now people don't look for that it's all about like who's skating the skate and what tricks is he doing kind of in order to sell it yeah instead of just like if you watch you or Joey on those like FRAs with the intuition liners, like looking at your, your skating, I can tell that you have the intuition liners, you have solid skates. I guess I can, yeah. It does it does come through really well if you know the equipment? It's funny though because it's like um, you're a grand wizard. You, you know your shit so much, but like the majority of people who are being marketed to, how, how long have they been skating? How much do they know about equipment? Not, <clears throat> near, not nearly as much as you. You know, it's like, it's mainly younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost <clears throat> like, that's for them, it's like, yeah. for them, it's like, it's like a big trick. It's like you just want to see like the best skater in the world doing this insane, dangerous trick that mm-hmm. all the kids think is cool and shit that they're not even really going to be doing, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but it's more of an image type thing as opposed to like, a, like oh, I can really see how those skates feel and, and I want to feel that. It's more like oh, that guy's doing the hardest, craziest shit, and I like the way he looks. I want to just, like, look like that. I think just the future is less about the image and more about practicality. I think that's just generally for everything. Like, businesses, you can see through the bullshit, kind of. But like the best promoters are not necessarily going to be the best skaters. Because people like you and Joey, I think eventually would be a better marketing tool than Alex Rosta. It's just a question of time. Like he would never... Sorry, that, that might be a big statement. Well, once I pull my dick out. <laughs> but... You... Um, you're a more trusted source because people can connect with you on like a like they know more about me do you mean like I don't know if I agree with what you're saying but I think in general I hope what you're saying is true and I I do think it's very true to a certain extent that people are getting smarter when it comes mm-hmm. to marketing. They don't buy into the bullshit like they used to. People exactly. are very used to the 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 glamorization <clears throat> exactly. of these products, and people see through it. And 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 comedy has a big um, a lot to do with that. That a lot of shit is being made fun of. Mm-hmm. And people are seeing the the version, the parodies, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, like 
that's silly. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and they're becoming <laughs> smarter in, they're getting advertised to so much mm -hmm. that they know it's bullshit. Exactly. It's like, they know that, oh, the good looking girl drinking the wine, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to buy that wine because of that stupid ad. Yeah, yeah right. Like, it doesn't work anymore. No, it doesn't. And to be honest, the only reason why this stuff is still out there, we're just in a transition period where a yeah. lot of the people being marketed to, the people with money, are still the ones, like the older generation that is used to an old way of marketing. But the young people don't buy this bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like advertisements on YouTube for like, you know, like a soap detergent or whatever it is. Like people see through, it's bullshit. It's invisible. Yeah, like why are you wasting your people are just money? Wait, people are wait, like they just wanna skip it. Like, yeah. Wait five seconds and it's like, it's not actually selling your product. But it does sell the product to a certain demographic that is still- yeah, That are dying. They, so, yeah, the yeah. older. So eventually it's gonna get to a point where those people are gonna fade out and they won't be consuming this advertisement and it's all going to be the new generation that is smarter and the only way to sell would be um, just being like honest like that's the future of everything yeah like because you will be honesty is becoming more and more powerful because yeah. you can there's more and more tools to see through your bullshit like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, easier to call you out on, like, if you're, oh, I'm, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, someone searches you on, like, Google and it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. So, especially with people having Facebook and all the stuff, it's the people that are at lie. the top and will be really successful are the people that deserve it. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be, I think and I hope that's where it's moving. To. Well, no, it is. And the same thing with products. Yeah, it's like you can't just sell a bullshit product yeah. that sucks. Mm -hmm. A product has to be good, yeah. and then it'll market itself because mm -hmm. people, like a good skate, I've been saying this for years, but a good yeah. skate, you don't even need to market it. You just you create it, yeah. and then people will put it on their feet and be like, this is amazing, exactly. let's go film edits, yeah. and then you'll see all the edits that are popping up that are like, look at these skates, like, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Why do you need to pay a guy to, I mean, if the skate sucks, then you do need to pay a guy who's fucking good <laughs> to do really good stuff in it. Then it's like, holy shit, look at what he's doing in that skate. But this will fade out. Even yeah. in a few years, I think even if you have a shitty product, it doesn't matter who you put on your skate. If the product is shitty, people would find the reviews a lot quicker. Yeah. Like, oh, what? Alex Roska is skating this new brand. But a few people will try it and it's not going to be a good skate. And if you can't, if you can't deliver on what you're promising, then your business model doesn't work. I guess the, the only way for a business or anything to work, um, <clears throat> you got to be different in some way. You got to be unique. And then you got to communicate it properly so people know why they're following you or buying from you or whatever. Yeah. Because if they don't know, like you might offer like the best podcast or you enjoy might be the most interesting two people in the world. But if you don't communicate it with people, if they, it's hard to find you or whatever, then the customer is not communicated properly. Yeah. 
And then the last thing is delivering on what you're saying. If you are this amazing source of like skate history and innovation and all the stuff that you represent, but you have so you have those podcasts and you have videos and you have edits and like tutorials. The only reason why you guys are successful is because it is true because you're delivering on that promise on your differentiation. Right. And because you're delivering on it, people come back and they follow you and you guys will just keep on gaining and gaining popularity um, because you deliver on what you on what you do, you know, like on what you promise. Right. If all of a sudden there's going to be someone else who's doing a better podcast and does everything you guys are doing much better, then you will not be as successful because then you don't have that edge you know that competitive edge of like why would people listen to your podcast and not Alex Brosco's podcast for example yeah I it's, don't know where it, I'm going with this. well yeah I'm not sure where you're going with it either but it's shocking that nobody has come out with a better robotic <laughs> podcast like I keep expecting like someone like Billy O'Neill or like Frankie Morales or you know, someone way better than us to come out with a podcast that is just way better. Yeah. I mean, in, in production value and in more entertaining, more charisma. Um, but it's, 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 it's strange that it's not happening. But at the same time, everyone has their role. Yes. And that's also part of where I see things going to. People would really focus on what they're good at. But does but does nobody understand that the more people know about you, the more interesting your skating is? But you, you like can... for a pro skater, like it's <clears throat> it seems like such a such a obvious route to take is to put out podcasts of yourself, like talking, expressing your mind, and then. You are you're really good at skating at the same time, and and if you think about if you were really into listening to somebody's podcast, mm -hmm. and then an edit came out of them, and they're really good, mm -hmm. it just makes it infinitely more interesting because you know so much about that person. Yeah, it's like watching a friend skate. But you're you and Joey are really interesting. There's a lot of people that might not be able to. You know, might not be able to have like such an interesting. I no, I, I don't think we're. I really don't think we're particularly interesting. I, I I think we're pretty normal people, and we're not really very smart or like well spoken. Either of us, it's not like we're fucking Joe but, Rogan or like Bill Burr. We're not. We're not fucking comics we're not you, we're you don't not. have as much experience as Joe Rogan but it but you are a lot more interesting than a lot of other skaters like you definitely like you're doing something that you're really good at and not a lot of people can take that role like you know Julio does things that he's good at and Richie Eisler does things that he's good at and I do things that I'm good at within that industry but you and Joey do think both do things that 
you're both like very fortunate in those departments. It is like there's no nothing to like argue about. Like that's just a fact. You have well, two hundred podcasts. Yeah, we do them. Yeah, like we do it. Yeah, but I, but honestly, I don't think we're particularly. Well, you're still the best because you're the only one. <laughs> we're the it. only ones. Yeah, so that's I, the I, only reason why we're the best. Yeah, is because we're the only ones. It's easy to be the best when yeah. you're the only people. That's why everyone <laughs> should be doing something that no one else does. That's why like our skating. Yes, like that's why I do experiment with different skates because I find there are too many people that are so good at aggressive skating and I still think that I'm pretty good but I don't have enough to offer to keep people entertained like why would you watch me over Richie Eisler or Alex Ross yeah that's like, the exact same reason why we started doing mushrooming yes yeah, it was it's just like, like alright yeah we're decent at doing grinds and stuff but like why would we focus on that why, why would, would we feel make that? edits of that yeah I mean, there's people that are so much better. Exactly. It's just recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses, or recognizing your weaknesses and just trying to explore different avenues. Yeah. And since you're the only one doing it, that's your strength until someone else comes around. And usually, the earlier you are to adapt to something, you will be the leader in that field. It's true. Yeah, yeah. just experience. Because then you have the most experience. So right now, if someone was to start a podcast... You know, the chances of it getting to where your podcast got to are very slim because you developed a system. Like, you know, you have the equipment to record it. Uh, you have, like, a network that you build. You know how to approach people. You know, it's still, it's, it takes a lot to keep people interested. Like, Joe Rogan, he, he just has an amazing, like, network of people. So he gets really interesting people. Um, and the, so the topics he's covering and and, and, he, and he was doing it since the beginning yes yeah, he's like a 400 fucking rich so he can 400 and something podcast yeah yeah so he's just he's a leader because he's an early adopter and same thing with the internet like aggressive ball you know are like so successful at what they do because they're early adopters or roller warehouse they've been there the longest and yeah, they just know what they're doing. It, it's really hard to compete with them. So, you just need to find, like, everyone needs to find, like, the niche that they're really good at. Isn't it funny, like, <clears throat> it, it always seems like everything has been done. It's always, like, it, it just seems like we're so far along in history fucking everything's been said every joke everything that's funny has been said but no especially no, now no there are the possibilities of what you can do are just yeah they, they the, get pos big. the possibilities grow every day every day exactly and what I think uh, was it Frank Stoner that said uh, in one of his last podcasts with Joey that the information on the internet doubles every 12 hours. Wow. So like the amount of information that humans create doubles every 12 hours. It doesn't so sound twice real. A day, like it doesn't sound real, but that's the truth. The amount of content that's put online 
and it and it makes sense that the more content that's there mm-hmm. the more would get added to because content breeds content like mm-hmm. the, the more that's there the more that people comment on that and then are inspired by what they see and make more right. and you look at things like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter it's like the more that's there the more people join and are like whoa this is a great way to find content and then they get hooked on it and they start adding content and it's like mm-hmm. just a it constantly just is it's a crazy state I don't know if it's true like it doesn't sound true but if it is true this is insane yeah just how quickly it expands like tomorrow we're gonna have double the information yeah except available than what we have right now yeah which is kind of I, I guess I can see where it's coming from like podcasts and like all the stuff that's being downloaded like uploaded that's the crazy yeah that's the crazy thing about this <clears throat> this time in human history it's yeah. not like it's been like that no. for our whole history it's like that's, right now because of this this is like the perfect storm yeah. of the right technology and the right yeah. all the right like human desires and economic happenings that yeah. like Everything. everyone is like obs- we as a species we're just obsessed with consuming information and spitting out information and communicating with each yeah. other like we're so obsessed mm-hmm. and it's like fun and exciting and stressful and crazy it's a transformation state we are transforming into something yeah quickly yeah. like life in 10 years yeah is going to be fucking crazy mm-hmm. it's going to be like it is going to be there's I think like 5 years yeah I mean, like, if you if you think about ten years ago, explaining like to someone like, okay, this this is coming, it's crazy what has happened yeah. in the last ten years, and then the next ten years is gonna be twice as crazy yeah. as as that, like the transformation, which which is pretty obvious, and I feel very like I feel like I'm in the right place. Like, I feel that all my efforts, everything I've like loved and focused on and kind of fight it for is like right there. Definitely. It's like just too many things are aligning. Like I'm in contact with like exactly who I want to be in contact with. There's no bullshit. Like I'm, I only film with like the people I want to film with. I only skate with the people I want to skate with. I only talk with the people I want to talk with. I only do business with the people I want to do business with. It's like getting like more and more and more like exactly to, yeah, like everything, nothing is good at the, well, nothing is good. (laughs) But I feel very, I still always question if what I'm doing is right. But I, I feel so positive about where I'm going and everything that's happening keeps on proving me that damn you're like doing such a good job of what you're doing just kind of be patient and it's all gonna like work itself out it feels like <clears throat> rollerblading is it, it, it feels like it's getting to a place where 
where it it could it what am I like it it's getting healthy mm-hmm. where it seemed like for a long time it was like getting unhealthy like it was if you look at a graph it was like going down it was like the, the level of enjoyment and the the spark that people had for it and the technology it was like going down and now it really seems like it's on an up curve where the technology is getting really good again and the people that are involved with it are getting really excited about it and just positive and and regardless of the numbers of participants it's like the people who are doing it are enjoying it more than ever and that enjoyment is going up and that is the most important thing is the the level of enjoyment that the participants have. Because mm-hmm. if the participants are having an insane amount of joy, then people are going to want to take part in that. that. It's like, the, yeah. it's going to take care of itself. Because it's like, people want to have a good life. People want to have yeah. fun. People want to find something that they love and, and enjoy doing. Yeah. If, if you can supply that, you're a made man. How many people in the world like me and you are sitting here like smiling at each other. <laughs> Two grown men. <laughs> so just like smiling at each other, sitting in a small room, like talking about whatever. Like how many people do you think share the same enjoyment from like their life? And we are so happy because we do what we do and that's slowly people can see it like it's I don't know I just skating is such a sustainable or it's such a like positive thing like moving with wheels under your feet it's so silly that it had this like stretch of you know bed whatever bed wrap from skateboarding or it's been looked down upon but people are getting smarter and there's just there's nothing to hate on it just it's a sport it's you can do whatever the fuck you want with it but just so uh, wait 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 I got the word it's so practical skating yeah. is just so practical yeah. that there's no like avoiding like no de- no denying it yeah. such a practical thing you can use it as transportation you, you can use it as like an extreme sport you can use it as fitness it just covers so much ground yeah. it's such a big thing for society as, as silly as it sounds like inline skating is I think one of the greatest thing for society yeah or like moving forward yeah like literally moving forward like for people like I know because I run retail stores and I see like more and more people older people are getting into skating from running you yeah. know because skating is healthier and they can do it for a longer period of time and they can excel even when they're at an old age you know when you're versus running or biking or whatever as you get older you don't like you're not as powerful you can't do those activities as well where skating once you get good, like we got to a level after skating for 20 years, like I can be so 
interesting and innovative without actually putting my body at risk. With really low impact. Yeah. yeah. It's just because we're so intelligent with how we use skating or how we use the skates to express ourselves or how we film it. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely think that skating will get really exciting when when there's really good rollerbladers that are like 60, 70, yeah. still killing it in in their own way. Like exactly. I, 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 it's a goal in my life to, to be one of those old mm-hmm. men yeah. that are so like good, so good at skating and it's how, ex- how exciting is that to see like this older person who can do this thing that's so dynamic and fast and and young and vibrant mm-hmm. and it's this fucking old man yeah exactly so if you picture yourself when you're old you're probably not going to be walking too well you know you're just going to be like a pretty typical old man and then you put on your skates and I bet you like on your skates you're going to have a completely different like energy like different flow yeah different body movement like everything is going to work because your your body is just designed to work better on skates and all that muscle memory just takes over. Yeah. And it's like just gliding. You like, turn into, you're not limping around, you're just floating on cement. The human body is designed to, without skates, is designed to live in the forest with no concrete. <laughs> yeah. Like climb on trees, kill animals, jump over things. That's where you shouldn't have skates. That's where skates are not necessary. But when you live in like this world where there's concrete and you need to move faster, uh, you just need like this body is a lot more functional with wheels underneath. It's an improvement. It's a technological technological improvement. Yeah. Bikes and rollerblades, but rollerblades is it requires it requires a lot of learning. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard for someone who's never put on skates at forty. Mm-hmm. to try to like get used to it if it's like if a, if a person who grows up and and it's just very natural for them to put skates under their feet mm-hmm. it's 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 a normal way for them to move it's like walking easier yeah easier i have their, and, their, their... and their brain will learn what they need to do to get to point a to point b yeah. to how to move their body to glide on the cement and exactly. it's, it's, it's an improvement. It's a human improvement. Exactly. And it, with zero impact on the environment. Yeah. Well, you, you do need the concrete, like paved roads, which might be an impact. But, but yeah, zero impact on the environment that's already been... Yeah. It's, it's well, I guess bikes are the same way. Or, yeah. Yeah. But skating is so much more dynamic than anything. Like you can go into buildings, you can walk upstairs, you can, you can do everything that you can do as a regular person way faster, way better, way more enjoyable with skates on. Yeah. Yes, they they might not be the most comfortable, you know, like being in your, you know, comfortable shoes sitting at work. And they stink. We have to do something about the stink. But eventually, yeah, technology is like so advanced, and it's moving so quickly that. It'll skating will take care of the snake. Yeah, skating will control the world.
It's true. Like, it just, it, it's, I don't see any. Everything is, everything is speeding up. Mm-hmm. Every, all the technology is about speeding up what we do, how we communicate, all of that. So on like a very basic, like day-to-day level, mm-hmm. put wheels under your feet and you just, everything move, get moving to go grab a cup of coffee. Or, Not for everyone, but easily for half of the population, I can see rollerblading having like a really positive effect on their like every most of their day yeah well like if you're if you're used to it yeah like I said like if you learn to skate right when you learn to walk and it's just Mm -hmm. this natural movement it's a way that you move around exactly it yeah would no doubt be beneficial in your life and be beneficial to society Mm mm-hmm it's just, yeah, this is just like a really difficult transitional phase. It's like any, a lot of other technologies take quite a while for it to really catch on because you need the infrastructure and the, for, for rollerblading, it requires the skill to be developed mm-hmm. and for it to slowly get more and more normalized mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, it's a normal skill. It's like a normal, like, humans, we're, we put our kids into swimming. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if, you've, if you go in water, you got to know how to swim so you don't drown. Yeah, yeah. So every kid, it's a normal thing. Every kid learns how to swim. Slowly, it'll be like every kid, like, every kid learned how to use a computer. Mm-hmm. That's something that slowly yeah. caught on. Yeah. And it, it took a few decades but now we're at a point where every kid learns to use a computer if they don't well it's like it's like no kid doesn't Mm -hmm. it's there they they learn how to do it it'll be the same with rollerblading because it's practical yeah anything that's practical will continue excelling exponentially yeah image doesn't mean anything image might propel at a certain point in time it slows it down or slow it down. Yeah, for rollerblading, it really slowed it down. Um, you get a text. Daddy Beer, maybe he finished my edit. What's, yeah, email for the passive guy? Who's got a cooler name than Danny Beer? <laughs> I know. Danny Beer. Yeah. Fuck you and your stupid fucking cool name. Man, this Danny kid. Danny Beer. He's a. Uh, <clears throat> our best the best Canadian kept secret he's a really talented little little fucker yeah good at skating good at filming good at editing and like super positive super positive super fun to be around yeah funny he's gonna love it when he listens to this (laughs) podcast (laughs) today I showed him that because Joey you and Joey were talking like how good the filming was the edit yeah <laughs> and I he came to the store today with Tommy and I was showing it to him and he was like <laughs> he was growing um sorry one second which account pause for a sec yeah <clears throat> the decisions of the company yeah it's such a difference 
there's always a difference when when it's a, a business person mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who is actually passionate about the industry that they're in and actually passionate about the product that they're yeah. creating. They, like that person will make decisions that might even make less money that in the long that run. in the long run will benefit the industry mm-hmm. and it's so hard for a person who's only cared only cares about the bottom line to see that and to understand it because their brains work so differently they're a different fucking species uh, I think that's where a really smart businessman would actually recognize a smart businessman yeah you need to be not just look at the bottom number I I can see if you actually can look outside of the box and see what this business can do and to look at the person behind it exactly and to look at like because everything in this world is defined by people Mm -hmm. and what people want to do every industry is there because people saw a possibility and believed in it mm-hmm. and created it out of nothing. Yeah. Like there was no aviation industry or mm-hmm. no skiing industry before the, like before those things were mm-hmm. created and people created those things. I guess what skiing is at the moment, it has a chance to reinvent itself. That's kind of like a big statement, but or to realize that we were never invented. We're still yeah. creating whatever it's going to be. Exactly. So we still have, like, whatever it is going to be, it still hasn't really been done. No. We haven't created <clears throat> one. It's, yeah, it's not. We can still decide what it's going to be. So I think what it is is in different ways, in different positions in the skating industry, I feel like we're in, we're working towards the same goal of like finding what, yeah, kind of like what's the product like? What do we want? What do we want? Out of it? How do we want to? This how do we want the skates to help us? Like how do what kind of purpose we want our skates to serve? That's the most important thing we need to figure out. What's the purpose of, of... Right, so what is the purpose of the skates? Like, what are we trying to do with the product that we're making? That's the, that's the big question. Some people are in it to have fun. Some people are in it to have ex- get exercise. Some people do it as like a social thing. But what they do is with the existing equipment. And the equipment makes them skate a certain way. And it makes skating what it is. And the media. Yeah. And the media is also... um, Sorry, I can't think. I forgot what I was trying, like the train of thought.
legacy really affecting the media? The technology. Through technology, yeah, like that's becoming technology is the only way of media now. Technology is almost <clears throat> like it's the seed, and then from that grows the media and and how everything is created and and then how everything is perceived. Like everything starts first with the techno technology. Nowadays, yeah. Well, everything, the whole way that we, do, <laughs> the whole experience of this life is through technology now. Yeah. You know, now technology has taken over our perception. Yeah. And it's, it's changing all the time. Rollerblading is really an advanced, like a really advanced technology. Or it can be. It's a very advanced, uh, like, clothing piece. It's, it's something you put on yourself, like some sort of uh, yeah. shoes, you know, the, the first people discovered the shoe because it was more practical. Yeah. You wouldn't cut yourself, you can run through whatever so there's benefits to that and then skates is has other benefits on concrete or on any smooth surface man putting skates on it transforms you realize what it is when like because I haven't been able to do it for for a while and knowing what that experience is it's very frustrating when, when you can't do that but then you also realize how like if I could just go outside right now and put on skates and, mm -hmm. and roll on smooth pavement yeah, like that, that feeling to me is just like amazing it's really yeah. It's really amazing. And it can be even more amazing with the, like if, if the perfect tool, like I just, like it's, it's worth exploring ways to make that experience better. Mm -hmm. Whether it's through the media that we consume, kind of the image that is created for us of skating, you know, when mind game video came out we skate like everyone skate was on the same page yeah about how skating needs to look like everyone was in agreement totally yeah everyone believed in in what it was yeah it takes a level of like uncertainty and like for <clears throat> I think the the minds of skating are in a pretty good place right now where they know they know that they know that diversity is important and they know that what they've believed in the past was bullshit. It's like we're a super evolved religion mm -hmm. where we are so faithful on this thing but we also have the ability to rewrite the Bible every yeah. day and to say 
no, yet what, what people were saying yesterday is stupid. Yeah. We're going to rewrite that. That's such a healthy place to be in as a culture. Yeah, that's true. That's, you can grow so much. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It has a chance, an opportunity for for you to do whatever you want, to explore all those new avenues because no one is in control. Yeah. It's so small. And there's no... There's no... There's no union. There's no union. There's no boardroom. There's no pressure from from really any kind of forces. And it's going to be the most natural like expansion. Like the people yeah. that need to be recognized for whatever will be recognized because it's a small community. Everyone knows everything, and it will choose like exactly like where like the good stuff in it. Do you know what I mean? Like well, it's in such a it's a, a very natural place right now. It's, it's, it's interesting because people have been... There's masters. There's wizards. Yeah. But the wizards are not tainted by, like, influence and by pressures that are, you know... Every industry is infected, or, or most industries are infected by, like, a lot of leeches that just want to extract from mm-hmm. it and don't care I mean they, they pretend to care yeah yeah exactly and a part of them does but it's bullshit they there isn't that like I need to care factor where actually like for me I only do business with skaters like every company that I'm dealing with it's yeah. really important that it's a skater yeah like anyone that I came in business with like Naomi Seba like it's always better yeah it's always skaters but it has to be have you because yeah, I'm sure like have you we, ever I'm sure you no have. one believes in what I do unless there's skaters no. so the only people in business that get what we're trying to do and how hard we're working to get there yeah it's like skaters it's only skaters yeah you know and I can comfortably say it on a podcast because only skaters are going to listen to this podcast yeah and someone who I don't do business with because they're not skaters will never listen to this (laughs) so I can comfortably say it they would just never know yeah and your the people you're doing business with mm-hmm. will hear it yeah and they'll be happy that you said it exactly <laughs> yeah doesn't it feel great to to be able to be honest yeah and then be happy that you're being honest and exactly. not like oh shit it's, it's i shouldn't so have said easy. that i shouldn't have like i shouldn't have been honest yeah it's so easy yeah yeah i don't even have to think. I just say whatever. I don't control it's, my thoughts. It's natural. And that that's... That is, like... That's success. People should strive to be honest in what they do. It's and to really be able to, like... Kinds. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Like, if you're taking certain roles, but I found, like, even through that, if you tell someone this product is not good... But 
you know, it's good for what's this and what's available. And people just, okay, like that's, I have the power of buying whatever I think is good. Yeah. And if I buy it, then it's not the best. It's still the best there is. So I kind of, I'm so honest with the business. That's why our product is so, I guess the people that do get the experience of shop us, and I'm talking not in the aggressive, because aggressive everyone is an expert. But even if you think about it, you and Joey, as a very experienced skater for a long time, me personally brought you a product that was so superior to like everything you've ever known. And it wasn't like, oh, try this and this, like a hundred different things. It was like, this, you is, this is going to be really good. Yeah. And it's just a question of time to agree or disagree. But we also agree that the shadows are amazing. And that's why I could tell, okay, this product is just good or it would work for this person or that person. So imagine the same experience offered to a regular recreational customer where you walk into a store and you get a skate that's going to be stable, it's going to be comfortable, that's going to work for your like skating around the seawall. Yeah, it's, that's why it's so important to have people who understand skating selling the skates yeah even but that is a new f phenomenon mm -hmm. that you have brought into existence like the idea of having like when they were spell selling skates at sport check mm -hmm. people didn't fucking know skates at all they weren't they weren't roll letters and maybe some, they played some, some hockey yeah maybe they were roll letters maybe yeah. I mean we know but exactly, they weren't feel. one of us. At the time, they were, maybe some of them were, but but the majority, I'm talking about like the 98% of the mm -hmm. people in sport, more sport check, they didn't know, they didn't care. Yeah. They were shoe salesmen selling skates mm -hmm. at best. So, and skates requires like, a lot more of education. Yeah. Than shoes, like ski boots Skates is a whole education. Ski boots is a whole industry. There's stores that specialize in yeah. boot fitting. Yeah. Because ski boots are designed so poorly, for the most part. They're so They're heavy and bulky, because they want to make them really stiff. Yeah. And they're just known to be really uncomfortable. That's why a lot of people went to snowboarding. But they're getting there's a lot of really good boots as well. But the traditional like ski boot is known to be uncomfortable, terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Yeah. So when you buy a ski boot, pretty much half of the people get work like people that ski seriously. Um, they would get work done on their boots because the boots never fit perfectly. It's kind of like you either get work done like like shave parts of quality. like inside like kind of heat up certain areas and push the plastic out to make it fit to your foot. Yeah. Which is pretty silly. Where like in a, such a big industry, yeah, yeah. you have to pay you extra money. Would... You buy like a $600 boot and then pay $50 for fitting <laughs> to like make it fit to your foot. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a whole industry. So that's what I'm saying in skating, same thing. If you do see all the different models from different companies, and interact with 
regular people, aggressive skaters, everything, every type of skater, because you're the only specialty store in town. Um, yeah, there's, you get to, you can really fuck it up if you choose the wrong skate. Like, totally. honestly, when customers come in from a selection of, I don't know, 30 options for, like, fitness-type skating, um, there's maybe three or four, two or three skates that would work for what they need. Totally, yeah. With, like, the having, um, like, how supportive that needs to be for, like, their size and weight, um, and, like, how long the wheels should be can kind of narrow it down in like their foot size, if they're smaller, yeah. relatively smaller wheels. There's a lot of like communication that has to happen with them, find out how they're using this, yeah. what their background is, yeah. you know, and then before you talk about the shape of their foot, they have a mm -hmm. wide foot, a, a thin foot. It's a, it's a pretty high level well, like that's a experts. unique that's a very unique skill set that yeah. it takes to be that person in the shop exactly. and it does need to be someone who has skated for a really long time and it I it's funny because I read the about shop task uh, page on your website today mm -hmm. and the write-up is incredible like I, I've <laughs> never been into to such a I've never been into a piece of writing so mm -hmm. much it was really good the the way it was written, but Eric uh, did all the writing. So yeah, awesome Eric from Toronto. Very good job, Thank Eric Burroughs. Burrow. Yeah. man. Is it Burrow or Burroughs? Burroughs. Yeah, I want to have him on the podcast. He's a funny dude. Yeah, he really wants to be on the podcast. Me Doesn't he actually wanted to record the podcast? Nice. You should have. Anytime you want to record, yeah, yeah. You do it and send it to me. I'll put it out. Okay, cool. Yeah. But you should do one. <laughs> I would love to. I yeah. think. Because we work together all the time, so <laughs> yeah. we talk on Skype every day. Yeah. I don't know, it would be, I think, more interesting if you ended one. That would be it interesting. It would be hard for us to break out of, like, you know, work mode. Yeah. I remember skating with him. He was really funny. Fun dude to skate with. Yeah. Yeah. He's the funnest. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I... I was going to say something important, but... Oh, and I skated with him in New York. Yeah. When we were in New York this year. Just me and him, we were really sick. We were there for the uh, Billy O'Neill contest. Yeah. We drove from Toronto. And we both got really, really sick. Like sick as in like not the good skating type of sick, no, but like yeah, not exactly. feeling well? Not feeling well. <laughs> oh, no. Eric was really bad. He was just like sweating all night, sneezing. Oh, shit. Like, and then one day we went skating, but we were all still like really stuffed and kind of sick mode. But yeah. we had to drive around the city. And yeah, we went to this like really ghetto park. Eric did a wall ride, and then he fell and hit his head, <laughs> just being all sick. <laughs> oh no! That's the oh man, skating but, when you're sick. Yeah, is not sick. Yes, <laughs> not sick. It sucks. But he did the he did get the wall ride. It's really sick. But, and then he tried to do it again for, for another picture. He fell. <laughs> but anyway, where was I going with this? 
But we were talking about people working in shops. And, yeah. And, and you're about us right up. Yeah, Eric did a really good job. Really good job. And it really captured, I think, though, like, how awesome it is that the, all the people that run it mm-hmm. are people who have done it for so long and are so knowledgeable in it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it got me thinking about how important that is as an industry, as role-playing, to include those people and have those people at the front lines that that can speak to it and can talk to normal people and educate them on mm-hmm. those little nuances. It's it's uh it's not like we're educated, it's not like we have these degrees in like physics and mm-hmm. and biology and the way humans move, but we have master's degrees in exact role building and in in what people need to know and be educated in to it's enjoy physics. it the most. I think it really like what understanding skates. That's there's a, well, there's a lot there's understanding feet and there's understanding how a foot moves and the muscles and and then understanding uh, how people potentially will use skates mm-hmm. and understanding that there's so many different ways to do that and that it's yeah. so important to know that in order to s- what skate to sell them like it's a pretty complicated fucking it deal is. there's yeah. a lot to know it's true it's not like someone can just step in and but that's how that's how like people that's that's how it's been mm-hmm. is people like that like, that just step in and think like oh yeah it's the robots uh, yeah how do they feel yeah nice yeah yeah and oh man people that like people that get the full experience those are people that are going to be skating for a long time yeah it's a lifetime customer and it's, and it's, it's, it's hard product. what I'm saying is it's hard to create that experience mm-hmm. like it's not it's not simple and even it, like we can even go wrong with it like it, it can not work out like the skate has to fit there has to be they have to be in a place where what they want to do can actually happen. Yeah. Some people put on like those sebos and they don't like how stiff it is. They just want it to feel like a running shoe. Yeah. And they want it breathable. You know, they just don't care how responsive yeah. this game. I just want it breathable. Well, some... Comfortable. Having robots on for some people, it's just not... They don't... It's not comfortable. And that's not, it's not their fault. That's mm-hmm. just the experience that they have. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it's like, no, not for me. Yeah. And yeah, of course, not for you. So how, like, how do we make it for more people? Like, how did more people put the skates on their feet um, and be like, yes? Mm-hmm. I think... <laughs> exactly what we're doing just like in the near future it's having more stores and the stores have skates and we can you know rent them out and give lessons like give the complete package i think that's really like the educational part of skating yeah make 
make our business. Uh, That's really important. Having people that are really good at that. Exactly. I think there's huge potential. Because then you're... Like skating? And that's the thing. It's funny. Sorry. That's the thing that the, the small... Like, for instance, if rollerblading did really grow and become like a like more money in the industry, mm-hmm. you get things like West Forty Nine, yeah, like yeah. the shops in the mall, and and with skating, it's it would be so evident that like, no, you got to go to like a legit mm-hmm. store to. It's not like buying a skateboard. You buy a skateboard, you buy a skateboard, yeah, yeah. and to become a special. How many skateboards are a skateboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rollblades, it's like you gotta you gotta it's have a, a you gotta deal with the specialist. <laughs> you got to to get the right experience. <laughs> true. Like Man, that's so true. You go rock climbing and, and talk to someone who like yeah. works at a sports store like, yeah, we, we sell get those nikes. Yeah. Like, no. You gotta have But that's what people don't don't realize that you really need it. But because it's doesn't exist. Or it didn't exist for so long. For so long, yeah. It's, People are just used to buying online, and they like this art of like, the specialty of being known, like uh, being a specialist of fitting and choosing the right product. Is it's hard to be a specialist right now because, like, every it's, what, it feels like people don't respect the specialist as much. Mm-hmm. It's like um, everyone feels like they can figure out the right answer. Yeah. We have Google. We can, we can Google the answer. Mm-hmm. But there is things like that that require a specialist. Um, yeah, people are used to not dealing. More and more used to thinking that they're an authority because they have resources. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what we we were trying. I think what it is with skating now, no one is. There's no, kind of like group that represents skating. Like in general, there's no magazine. Um, it's kind of an industry with no government. If you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Everyone is working on their own. Well, it's st- it really is still figuring itself out and writing those rules. Like it's such a, it's a very, it's still a very strange industry. Really strange. <laughs> yeah. But it, it shouldn't be that strange. Well, but it is. But it is. <laughs> Regardless of of what it should or shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but it is, and it is it is what it is because that's what it is. <laughs> I guess. I guess and that's it's, what it, it is. But it's so, that's why it's so exciting is because people are willing to do this because they... They're the shamans. They have this knowledge, this hyper-dimensional knowledge that normal people don't have. 
like they know something or they're fucking nuts. <laughs> Are you talking about skaters? Like people people who believe in rollerblading. Like I am one of those people. Yeah. And I constantly question my own <laughs> like I question if I'm fucking stupid or fucking smart. Yeah, I question that all the time. All the time. I feel like sometimes I'm like, I'm fucking smart. Yeah. And then sometimes I think I'm so fucking dumb. Like, it's true. It's very what true. am I doing? It's true. And some people you you talk to about what you're doing, and it's so hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. Especially for me, where I make my living off skating, it's really hard to explain what I really do. Yeah. Nobody's like how skating is. What who gets to me? Yeah. It's like no, like <laughs> it's not just about making money. Like, like it's I'm, I need to support the right company, and I need, like it doesn't make a lot of sense to. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Not black and white sense. Like I can, I can, I can believe in it. I can, I can, like I. Well, you know, I might be fucking stupid. I don't know. Yeah, but there's too many people that, you know, that are on the same path. You know. There's a lot of people on the same path. And you know, everybody's, everybody's stupid. There's way worse things that you could have 100% faith in. It is a thing that there's really no... You're not killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not raping young children. You're just rollerblading. And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad for rollerblading. <laughs> Not killing people. <laughs> that should be the rollerblading comeback to the whole uh, Big Brother thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not raping children. <laughs> yeah, those rollerbladers aren't raping children. They're just rollerblading. That's it. <laughs> this will save us. <laughs> what do we have? Oh, man. What is it? 207? 207. Yeah, that's probably good. That's probably good. I do have.